0: For today's Gospel, I want to meditate primarily just on the text itself. It walks us through a beautiful meditation. We find Jesus before the disciples, and he asks them, Who do people say that I am? Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others again one of the prophets. Jesus asks, But you, who do you say I am? Peter spoke up and said to him, You are the Christ. And he gave him strict orders not to tell anyone about it. And so I wanted to stop at that first section and note um, this beautiful act of faith. (coughs) This beautiful act of faith that Peter says it stands out in another gospel. It's going to be the reason why Jesus is going to say, You are the rock. that is the gospel of Matthew. In this one, he simply gives them the order to not tell anyone about it. And... It's an important passage. Peter actually shows us in way of example that we have to make this act of faith. But note, as we walk forward in the gospel, this act of faith, as beautiful as it is and fundamental, this act of faith, as beautiful as it is, saying, you are the Christ, Son of the living God, is something that we all must imitate, but it's going to be lacking something in Peter. It's going to be lacking. I'm reminded of the passage that is um, right before in James, and right of James in general, too, uh, when James is going to say things um, like, uh, faith without works is dead, or he's going to say that even the demons believe. To make this act of faith saying, you are the Christ, I think anyone intelligent should say that in an act of faith. But that's not enough. Notice, in the second paragraph, um, he's going to start to speak about how the Son of Man must suffer. And Peter doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand how he's not a God of power. He doesn't get how he is not the a savior from all this kind of suffering and rather that he's going to suffer himself and that he's going to die and rise again what is this nonsense peter is going to think and so he's going to go up and start to re, uh, start to remonstrate jesus and nevertheless jesus is actually going to say get behind me satan and there's something that is um remarkable in this passage, because it shows us a bit of who Satan is. Satanic thinking is when I put power first, when I put power as the end, control as the end. And Peter, he's still in that mood, or that mood rather, of power. He's not able to get it, that Jesus is in this mode of self-gift and love, that he has truly the desire to lay down his life for us and save our souls rather he wants to see jesus controlling everyone or let's say the temporal savior and so he thinks a bit like satan and he thinks the level of um good power control over things is unlike satan in some sense satan wants to control everything himself peter here is just happy about jesus um being the one who's going to be king, leading them to almost like an earthly paradise. And so Jesus is literally going to say to Peter, get behind me, Satan, because the way you think is not God's way, but man's way. And so, first point, this beautiful act of faith, you are the Christ. And in that we follow Peter, but we don't follow him in the way that he did it at first. He did it without this entire trust in God. He wasn't trusting entirely in Christ. He wasn't following him wherever Christ would lead him, wherever Christ wants to take him. And often we don't do that in our life. When times get tough, we say, Where are you, God? Why are you not here? Why are you not doing this? When he is there, he's holding us, he's carrying us, but we don't see him because we're too busy stumped or dumbfounded by the fact that we're suffering at all. And yet... Instead, he's carrying us and wanting to carry us if we let him through this suffering so that we might offer our lives in and through the suffering. And so, it leads us to this last statement, the third. If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself, take up his cross and follow me. For anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. That anyone who loses his life for my sake and the sake of the gospel will save it. So, those are the three points I wanted to bring up that our Christian life demands of us to say, You are the Christ. It demands of us to renounce the world. It demands of us this trust, not just this statement. I believe you are the Christ, but living of it by trusting entirely in him and following him and not looking for power and control or even that he has power and control, but rather instead looking to renounce ourselves, we take up our cross and we follow Christ. Let us ask for that grace that we may renounce of ourselves day in and day out like Mary did, and obviously like Jesus did, so that we might be entirely gods, loving him and giving our lives to him. And in that, we might find the fullness of joy.